the college football experience group of five update show on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coreslight.com slash SGP. That's coreslight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download us because you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is here. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts that is available for free in the App Store and Google Play Store. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Um. All right, we're back talking group of five. If you have any questions? Throw them shits in the chat. All right. Not enough people knowing about. Tell a friend about the college football experience YouTube channel. We got to get this thing growing on the on the YouTube front. Yes, we do good numbers with our podcast, but come on, you got questions about college football? I know it's April. You might think, dude, why are you even talking? It well because we we eat, sleep, and breathe fucking college football. All right. Um, and that leads me into my next let's, let's hop into the mountain West. Let's hop into the mountain West because uh, I mean, Fresno state, I think they hit the home run, right? They get, so Jeff Tedford was their head coach just a couple of years ago. And Kalen DeBauer was the OC. Tedford has some heart issues. They go and hire DeBauer. Uh, as their head coach, it's just two years ago or something, right? Now DeBauer takes the Washington job. Tedford's heart is healthier. Boom, he's back as the head coach. He's coaching the players he recruited. Kind of a perfect situation, uh, continuity-wise for the Bulldogs. And Jake Hayner, their star quarterback, who's one of the best quarterbacks in America, not just the Group of Five in America. Um. He was in the portal about to go to Washington. There was reports that he was just going to follow DeBauer to Washington. Nope. Jeff Tedford calls him home and says, Hey, they hired me come back. And uh, yes, they lose, you know, Ronnie rivers, son of Reggie rivers, the former Denver Bronco. He might be drafted uh, or probably be in the NFL. Um, But I mean, they're in a decent spot because they returned Jalen Cropper and Josh Kelly, both stud wideouts, absolutely stud wideouts. If you haven't seen this team, they uh they can open it up and then Jordan Mims, a running back, a super senior, he took advantage of that COVID eligibility, uh, so he'll be the main running back. He ran for over 700 yards a season ago. They're in a very good spot. 
I, I, I think if you're a Fresno State fan, you gotta be just really happy about I mean when Hano when uh when when DeBauer left for Washington, you're probably thinking, uh oh. Yeah, could the fo- could the program fall apart? Because you've seen some bad years recently. Remember when you let, when when you hired when you fired Pat Hill and you went to what Tim DeRuiter, I think it was. Man, those are some tough days, I believe. Um but yes, they they get Jeff Tedford, they get their guy, you look at their schedule. Um out the gate they get Cal Poly, the Mustangs, who got rid of the triple option, so you know they're gonna get their ass kicked. Um Fresno will roll opening Thursday, and then they get Oregon State and Fresno, which is tricky. Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, man, kudos to you because Jonathan Smith, they get Boise in Corvallis week one, and then Fresno in Fresno week two. <laughs> what are you doing to yourself? Uh, then week three, they're at USC. I think if they can be two and one there, you'd be super happy. I'll tell you this it's year one for Lincoln Riley, and I know they're, they're, He's a very sharp offensive mind. I went to ECU. Uh, he was our our OC, and he made a big difference right away. So I'd expect him to do the same at USC. But man, if he's not ready, Fresno State's going to give them a game. I feel like Fresno always gives them a game. Man, can you imagine if Fresno knocked off Oregon State and USC uh, this year? That would be a terrible look for the Pac-12. But watch out, this Fresno team. I think is really good. Uh, they get a buy and then they're at Yukon. Damn. It's a back to back away. They go at Yukon, which should be an easy win, but damn, that's far. And then uh, at Boise the next week on the Smurf turf, Bachmeyer's back at Boise. We'll talk about that in a minute, but that's going to be a tough and, and Fresno put it on Boise last year in, in Fresno. So I would not be surprised if Boise has this one circled. I think four and one out the gate, or I'm sorry, three and three and one, uh, three and two out the gate is likely an zero and one in conference play at the gate. After that, now after that they get San Jose State and Fresno, which should be a good one. Brent Brennan, I think, is a really underrated coach. They they return Nick Nash at quarterback. They also get uh, Chevin Cordero from Hawaii. This is what I mean by the the rotating uh, the musical chairs here. A lot of these quarterbacks been. At the within the uh, the Mountain West, just moving around. So Chevin Cordier leaves Hawaii, goes to San Jose State. I think Fresno's going to be better there, uh, or going to be favored there. I think it's it's a good game, but I think Fresno will get it done. Then Fresno goes to the Dream Style Stadium to take on New Mexico. I think they'll get that, and then uh, they get San Diego State in Fresno, which should be a damn good game. Brady Hoke's doing a good job with the Aztecs. I mean, and then they get Hawaii at UNLV at Nevada, who I think is taking a step back with Jane Orvell leaving. And then they get Wyoming and Fresno. They have a, a, a watch out. If they are able to beat USC and, and, and Oregon state early in the year, watch out for this team really making a run. I, I'm excited. Uh, this is, this is getting me excited. I'm talking myself into Fresno state futures. Yes. Um, what else do we got here? Boise state, Boise state, you know, tough year last year, Andy Avalos year one, but you look back and they had a lot of close losses. Hank Bachmeyer's a stud quarterback. He's starting to learn to get rid of the football. One of his biggest problems before is he was hold on to that football. So much he would get dinged up. Now Boise opens up 
the season with back-to-back away games at Oregon State and at New Mexico, which is always tricky um, playing back-to-back away games. Then they get UT Martin. If they can get by Oregon State, I expect them to be three and zero, and then they're still in September. So three away games in September. They head down to uh, the Sun Bowl to take on a UTEP squad. Dana Dimmel doing a good job with the Miners last year. Made a bowl. Um, I still think Boise's ahead of them. So I think I think th- you could you could talk me into four and zero before they host San Diego State and Fresno State on the Smurf turf. Wow. Tough back-to-back games there. Then they get a bye week, and this is a smart bye week because it's right before their road game at Air Force. Air Force gives them fits. The triple option does. Getting getting that extra week of prep, I think, is key for Boise State there. And then they're home to Colorado State and BYU and on the Smurf turf before at Nevada, at Wyoming, and then home to Utah State. It's a tough schedule. They have a tough schedule, but uh, I feel like their road schedule. If they can get past Oregon State, I mean, I guess Air Force. Air Force. A lot of people have Air Force favored to win the Mountain West. I don't know. Uh, that's. I, I feel like it's a harder schedule than most years, but it doesn't have that. You know, Boise only has that. Last year they had Oklahoma State. Should have beat Oklahoma State. Um, they get a Power Five. They just don't get one as good as as that. I think teams. Well, I think it's harder. Michigan State canceled a game with them. So um man, I think yeah, Boise and Fresno this year I think will really be a probably you could be looking at a a early Mountain West Championship battle going on there. Then you have uh Air Force. I mean, the Falcons don't look now, but their defenses have been fucking elite the past few years. Air Force Troy Calhoun's one of the most underrated coaches in America. Um, th- their road schedule is at Wyoming, at Utah State, at UNLV, at San Diego State. So I mean, yes, you get Utah State, UNLV. Uh, I'm sorry, Utah State and, and San Diego State, which are are two really tough teams. But I don't know. I kind of think they're contenders. If I had to go tiers, I would put Fresno at the one in the Mountain West. Uh, Boise at the two, Air Force at the three. It kind of gets tough though, because Utah State's returning everybody. They they won the transfer portal. I actually, well, how could I put Utah State at four? No, I got to put Utah State maybe at two. Boise three, Air Force four, San Jose State five. I mean that that's a t- that's a really good front five. Um, Wyoming six. Or Colorado State with Norvell. Let's talk about that. That's a great hire by Colorado State. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, th- I think this conference is is loaded this year. Sure, and UNLV was showing signs of life last year. They lost a lot. Let me pull up UNLV. They they lost a lot of close games. I mean, Nevada has got a guy coming in that yes, we've never seen him be a head coach, but he's been a part of that program for a long time. So uh, maybe Nevada, Nevada keeps a good program. Maybe they're, they'll be all right. Again, they got Ellingsworth, the quarterback from Oklahoma state transferring in UNLV last year lost out the gate on a game. I I was on Eastern Washington as a pretty big dog there. I think they were like, actually, I don't think it was that big. I think it was like seven, but they they lose a a double overtime game to Eastern Washington and Eric barrier 
Then they lose by to Fresno State one score game. So right now they have two losses and one score games. Then UTSA three losses and one score games. Utah State four losses at one score games. San Jose State five losses at one score games. San Diego State six. They had six losses in one score games last year. I look. I I was critical of the hire of Marcus Arroyo, but I would not be surprised if they turn the corner this year. I know. I know they have a situation with the quarterback. Is it going to be uh, Cameron Friel from last year or Harrison Bailey, the new ten, the new the new kid in town, the Tennessee transfer? Um. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch what happens there, but I think UNLV is close to turning that corner. Now, New Mexico, I'm not as sold on, but Rocky long defenses, you know, they've been, been able to hang around, but uh, I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. I think they brought in what a Kansas transfer and miles Kendrick. And they have a Isaiah Chavez, a freshman that got some burn last year, but I don't know how New Mexico will. I think they're still in the, the clear cut seller here. Maybe you could talk me into Hawaii and New Mexico being the worst, but I mean, Hawaii just two years ago was a bold team. My problem with this year and uh, yes, they go out and hire Timmy Chang. And I think that could work out long-term. He's a legend on the Island. He runs that, that run and shoot. But the problem is, is so many players transferred out that I almost think that that year one's going to be incredibly tough for him. He did get Cameron Cooper, the Washington State transfer, who played in the Rolovich's system, which I think Timmy Chang's system will be similar to that. That's a good get, but they lost a ton. Um, and Utah State, and here's a, here's what I mean by the, the. So listen to this. Here's the the rotating quarterback play here. What did I mention before? Chevin uh, Cordero, Cordero leaves Hawaii to go to San Jose State. So San Jose State will have him and Nick Nash battling for a starting spot. Uh, Utah State has Logan Bonner returning. That kid was terrific last year. They won the Mountain West. Blake Anderson's first year. But they also go out and get Levi Williams, the starting quarterback, the previous starting quarterback of Wyoming. And meanwhile, their backup quarterback that started a few games last year, Andrew Peasley, transfers to Wyoming. I mean, Boise State plays Oregon State often. Bachmeyer's back at quarterback for Boise State, but uh, Bachmeyer's gotten injured a lot. Sam Vidlak, the former starting quarterback of Oregon State, transfers to Boise State. He's a backup for Bachmeyer. I mean, you go through this and you're just like, what the hell? Colorado State's, I think they're going to be starting Clay Millen at quarterback, if I had to guess. Matt Mummy's offense. He's a Nevada transfer that came over with Jay Norvell. If I feel like everyone's played at the same university or the, the, the whole conference short of San Diego state, but they have their own transfer and Braxton Burmeister coming in from Virginia tech. I don't know. It's chaos. It's chaos. But I, I think the mountain West is going to be fantastic to watch this year. I, I can't wait to watch really the, that who's honestly, I think you're going to, I can't wait for Vegas to release the odds and we'll do another episode on that when you can go through and, and find value, because I guarantee you there's probably decent value. I would bet that they probably have Utah state still the favorite with Boise right there. And then probably Fresno or air force, but man, you're going to have some good odds for, for some long shots in the AAC and the mountain West this year. And I can't wait to talk about it with you. All right. 
All right, folks, we're rocking solo. Remember tomorrow night, we will be back with Patty C and NC Nick talking week two college football. Um, but before we, uh, before we get out of here, we still got a couple of other conferences to talk about, but before we do all that, we got to tell you, we got to get paid. We are brought to you by athletic greens in their AG one supplement. So what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG one? You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. Uh, the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all that stuff. It costs you less than $3 a day. Think about that. $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your, uh, your cold brew habit. Uh, AG one supports better sleep quality too. I mean, shit, that's something as I, as I age, I didn't get that warning that sleeping sucks in, as you age. Not that I'm the 75 year old person yet, but I'm saying I still, I mean, I, I live in an apartment complex. I turn on the fucking weed whackers on at like eight in the morning. It's always a pain. All right. To make it easy, athletes, uh, athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supplement of immune supporting, uh, supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Whew. Gotta love that. I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to truly stay private and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting a thousand percent, a hundred percent of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. It really is. You can use IP vanish on unlimited devices too, without sacrificing, you know, on your speed of your computers or your tablets or your phones, even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media whether at home or in public, <clears throat> I don't go online anymore without using IP vanish. IP vanish is uh, offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free people. IP vanish is easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even, you, you, you won't even know it's on people. All right. So uh, go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim 70% off your savings. Once again, that is ipvanish, ipvanish.com slash SGP. We're back on the college football experience and we're just having fun. Told you five days a week, I'll be cranking out. I think I might have to go through the top positions uh, for each conference, all that stuff. Heisman odds. We are just everything. Well, we got you covered here. All right. Um, but let's, let's continue this thing. Let's hop on over to the fun belt, sun belt, the, the conference I'm most excited to watch the new sun belt, man. I love it. 
especially the Sunbelt East. They have, I mean, if you're in the Sunbelt West, you're coasting. At least right now you are. Sunbelt East, bring your fucking hard hat. Uh, Coastal Carolina, Jamie Chadwell, Grayson McCall, they're still there. App State, up in Boone, love their program. Chase Bryce, you taking advantage of that extra year of eligibility. He's back. They also brought in Brady McBride, the Texas State transfer. And I mean, they have some some big time out of conference games. They get North Carolina. They get Texas A and M. I mean, they're legit every year. Both those programs, Coastal and App, and Georgia State. Georgia State has been doing a damn good job. Uh, Sean Elliott. Uh, returns Danny Granger. He also, they also get uh, what Keelan Brown, the Memphis quarterback transfer. They return a decent amount of starters. I know not nothing like last year, but still, I think they're going to be good. I think he's got that program really going in the right direction. So you got those right there. Then you have Georgia Southern, which has been a, uh, a, a great football program for like 50 years. Now they're ditching the triple option, which makes me really really disgusted. And they hire clay Helton. I don't think it's going to work out personally. I think that's a weird hiring. Um, I think the triple option belongs at Georgia Southern it goes with their uniforms. Um, so really disappointed to see that they got away from the triple option. I think if, if anyone's going to struggle in the East, I think that's the team to circle. Now they did go out and get a Buffalo transfer, Kyle Van Treese at quarterback. I think they also brought in a Western Michigan transfer at quarterback. Uh, but I think Van Treese will be the starter. I don't, I don't expect them. I think they're, uh, you know, they're kind of a mess right now. When you transition from the triple option to going to, uh, you know, a pro style or, or Helton's had a history of passing more than he runs. And that's the thing back at USC, his teams were never very disciplined to me. I thought they always got a lot of penalties. I thought they never looked very crisp. I, I, I questioned the hire. I questioned the motive to move out of the triple option because I mean, they won a shit ton of FCS national championships. What got you here Georgia Southern, the triple option, or I guess I shouldn't say the triple option, the option, because some of those years when they had Willie Fritz and stuff, they were doing all different types of things, but it was option football run heavy. Uh, I think that could be the one, but they still have a rich history. So this, this whole side of this, this conference in the East is just loaded. You got old dominion, Ricky Ronnie's first year gets him to a bowl. They win five straight in his first year as a head coach, being a head coach. They make a bowl. He's in, he's right in Southern Virginia. Ton of, ton of recruiting talent there. And they return what Daryl Mack or D, the DJ Mack the UCF transfer and Hayden Wolf who started some games too, but they also went out and got Brendan Clark, a transfer from Notre Dame. And I have a feeling it's probably going to be Clark starting there, but they're deep now at, at quarterback in, uh, in, uh, at, at ODU. Where's it? Newport news. I don't remember where, uh, Norfolk, but yeah, I think ODU, you add that to the mix and then they go out and Marshall Marshall's in the mix. They they add Marshall to the conference. Yeah, I get it. Grant Wells leaves. He goes to Virginia Tech. Then they go out and they get Henry Columbi, the quarterback from Texas Tech. I think Marshall's been a great program for like 30 years as well, since the days of 
Eric Cresser, Troy Brown, Randy Moss. Um, that th- and I remember when App State played Marshall. I think it was last year, or the year before. I said, "Man, this is this this is a rivalry that needs to come back." Sure enough, they're in the same conference now. And then they add James Madison, Patty C squad. James Madison should have been in the FBS a long time ago. They just played for the national championship. What? Two years ago or no, three years ago, uh, lost at the one yard line, Trey Lance. Uh, and then what? Two years ago, they went to the, the final four, essentially last year. They went to the final four, lost to North Dakota state at, in the end zone. Um, but they're legit. They're probably were the, they probably were the second best team in the FBS or in the FCS last year. That this is a rich program from the days of Charles Haley. Uh, th- this is a program that's going to fit right in. And uh, their quarterback Cole Johnson's gone, but they go out and get Todd Santeo, the Colorado State quarterback from a season ago. Sign me up for watching all of these games: Coastal against Marshall, App against you know uh, App against Georgia State, you know Old Dominion JMU, Marshall, uh, you know Georgia Southern. These are going to be awesome games. I, I sign me up every week. I hope you play more weekday games. Now the the Sun Belt West is a bit different. You have Texas State who lost McBride to App State, but don't panic if you're a Texas State Bobcat fan. First off, with Louisiana losing uh, their head coach to Florida, Billy Napier, Louisiana's kind of owned the West lately. I think there's opportunity for anyone. Texas State. Uh, yes, you returned Tyler Vitt at quarterback. You also brought in a, a Syracuse transfer, but I think the real one that we circle here at uh, at Texas State is uh, Lane Hatcher coming in from Arkansas State, <laughs> same division. But Hatcher <clears throat> has some; he's put up some great numbers. Uh, I think Terry Bowden's been. You know, I thought they he really did decent year one at at ULM. He loses Rich Rodriguez to Jacksonville State. But I think ULM is heading in the right direction. Louisiana, I expect to take a little bit of a dip. Levi Lewis is gone, as well as Billy Napier and their running backs. Sure, I think Chandler Fields, I think, will be the quarterback there. But uh, <clears throat> Texas State, I feel like, hey, if you're a Texas State fan, I think there's opportunity to come up. If you're an Arkansas State fan, Butch, Butch Jones, I mean, they look like shit last year. And I, I was questioning that hiring. But hey, you got James Blackman, the former Florida State quarterback. Someone's got to win these games. Potentially, a uh, one that I like, Southern Miss, and, and Southern Miss is one I love. Their program, they've had some dark days lately, but uh, and I don't know what they'll do at quarterback. I don't know if it'll be Jake Lang back this year or, but Frank Gore Jr. was playing some quarterback for them last year. Um, I liked that hire they did with Hall, and I think it will. You just got to trust the process. But hey, someone's got to win these games this year. It's probably going to be Louisiana again this year, just because the talent level they were recruiting at a decent level. But I think there's opportunity if you're a fan of any of those schools over there. Troy, yes, they're bringing in a new coach, but Troy, Gunnar Watson, I think is back. Um, South Alabama, uh, Desmond Trotter's back at QB. Uh, they also brought in Carter Bradley from Toledo. I think it's anyone's conference. I, I, I slight lean to Louisiana, but I think Troy or Southern Miss, or uh, it wouldn't surprise me if any of those teams uh, came out of there. But it is crazy because you have Sunbelt East, unbelievably good. Sunbelt West, just kind of right now, everyone's a question mark. 
It makes for some good games and good football, but potentially the Sunbelt championship might be a, uh, a blowout. So I can't wait to watch, uh, especially app in coastal Carolina. I feel like that rivalry has really turned into like the best. When you talk about the best group of five rivalries right now or over the past five years, you know, UCF Cincinnati, I think Memphis and Houston seem to be doing <clears throat> some good battle there. I, 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 I mean, let me restate that group of five against group of five. So it wouldn't work saying East Carolina, NC state or, or something like that. Um, but I think app state coastal Carolina has been, has been pretty damn good. I think it's on that level. I think you can probably make a case Boise uh, Fresno state has had, they've had some, some, some great games uh, and, and probably you throw San Diego state in that mix too. But uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think if gun to my head, I would favor coastal that game this year is in Conway against app. I would probably go coastal one app two. Georgia state or Marshall three. I don't know. ODU could be, could be, <clears throat> I was really impressed with, with, with ODU this past year. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, let's hop on over and talk a little CUSA. A lot of teams left Southern miss old dominion. Who else? There's one more. I thought that left Marshall. Uh, so now they're, they're kind of doing the, they have some week zero games there. They're, there's no longer divisions. 11 teams um, should be interesting to see. Obviously UTSA was the big story a season ago and Frank Harris is back. Now they do lose sincere McCormick. He left early to go to the NFL, but man is uh, Jeff Bryant doing a great job uh, with, with that program. And I'm very excited. I thought they had a great year in the, uh, in the transfer portal too. They went out and got some key players. Frank Harris is back. I expect now the schedule's a lot harder this year. We'll see if they can get it done. But the Roadrunners, Meep, Meep, I'm super excited to uh, to see that program's trajectory. They could be the next uh, big thing. I think with them jumping to the AAC, um, I think that's the big storyline for me with the Conference USA this year. Is can UTSA stay at the level of what they're building or keep building up to that? That is key. Um, UAB. Bill Clark did a great job there, but it seems like they they somehow find ways to lose some some of these close games. Um, they got Jacob Zeno, uh, Baylor transfer coming in, uh, but he I don't expect him to start over Dylan Hopkins. Hopkins was pretty good, and they got the Wayne McBride back at running back. I, I think that is uh, that is uh, 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 once again they should be right there in the mix. For uh, FIU, the airport, they got Mike McIntyre, who I, I think he's a great coach. Did a great job at San Jose State. I thought he did a pretty good job at Colorado too, and I thought he should have been given another year. It's going to be interesting to see what he does at FIU in year one. They got Gunnar Holmberg, the Duke transfer, coming in. I don't think they're going to contend for the for the conference, but I think he can get them to a bowl maybe. Um, what else do we got going on? FAU. I mean, they're an incredibly talented team. I don't know if Taggart, I mean, they're kind of the wild card in the, in the CUSA. They got Nikosi Perry, who I feel like is a 20 year senior at quarterback. Can he get it together with uh, the owls? I mean, talent wise, you would have to put them in the mix. 
Then you have uh, who else? Charlotte, Chris Reynolds. I feel like he's been a quarterback at Charlotte a long time. Will Healy. I think Charlotte could be a player this year. I think they, they hit, they hit the over on us. That was one of our locks last year. I think Charlotte could be a player. Uh, Chris Reynolds, I think is, I mean, what he put up some pretty big numbers last year. Let me see if I can find that. I want to say he put up like, uh, like, okay. Tw- uh, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions and he's back. I mean, that could be uh that could be all the difference this year. I mean, UTSA did win a lot of close games a season ago. You, you pull up, uh, you pull up uh, UTSA schedule. Let me pull that up real quick from a year ago, despite, you know, me really believing in them preseason. That was one of my overs. I cashed too. Uh, I really feel like this team they're heading in the right direction, but this year's schedule, first off, they get Houston army and Texas out the gate with at army and at Texas back to back away. Whew, relax. I love it in a way. But yeah, you look back at the at the 2021 schedule for the Roadrunners, and uh, you lose Sincere McCormick this year. They won by seven at uh, at at Illinois in a game that I was on. That was awesome, but it's still a one score win. Uh, beat Memphis by three in a game that they had to battle back. They were getting their ass kicked by Memphis at one point that game. Uh, that's two wins there. They beat UNLV by seven. So three wins by a touchdown. They beat Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky by six, which came down to a fourth and in inches. Um, what is that? That's four wins right there by a score or less. And then you have the UAB win by three, five, five wins. Oh, and, and in the conference USA championship game, they had six wins this past season by a score or less. They were 12 and two. Can they maintain that? Can they continue to head in the right direction? I think that's the big storyline in the, uh, in the conference USA. Now I will say if you're going to talk about how great that's that run was for UTSA the past two years, really, you got to talk about what Dana Dimmel is doing with the UTEP miners made a bowl last year for the first time in a long time. And if you look at their schedule, they get the week zero matchup with North Texas and they get the, what the battle of I 10 rivalry game with New Mexico state. They get New Mexico state and New Mexico back to back. They could be three and one to open the season. Gavin Hardison is back at quarterback. Sure. They lose their wide receiver. Jacob Cowing is at Arizona now, but uh, three and one to open the season. And you're hosting Boise. I mean, I think you're going to lose that. So three and two at Charlotte, kind of a 50, 50 game. I think I'd favor Charlotte though. So three and three, if they could just get to a bowl, um, I know that that schedules. I mean, after that, they get at Louisiana tech. We don't know what to expect with them as they shift from skip bolts to the air raid with sunny Cumbie coming in. And then they get uh, a slew of home games with uh, Florida, Florida Atlantic, middle Tennessee. They're at rice home to FIU. They, they can make another bowl. Watch out. I like the miners being good. Um, next up we, uh, yeah, but you have, I don't know. I mean, you, you look at this conference, Middle Tennessee, Rick Stockstill, Old Faithful. Yeah, Chase Cunningham coming back. <clears throat> they were good last year. And they they kept winning with like quarterback injuries. Stockstill's an underrated coach. Watch out for them this year. I think that's that's another storyline is who's going to contend with UTSA. 
UTSA and UAB are the clear cut one and two. Western Kentucky loses Bailey Zappi and their their really their whole offense. Uh, but Jared Deggy, the the what the West Virginia transfer, formerly of Bowling Green, comes in. Maybe maybe uh, Clay Helton's brother can work some magic. Why am I drawing a blank on his first name? Um, I don't know. It's Helton. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe they can work some magic. Tyson Helton. Tyson Helton. Uh, maybe they'll be back in the mix. Florida, Florida Atlantic and middle Tennessee are probably the, the big wild cards though. But I feel like I'm saying this for every fucking team in this conference. La tech will be interesting. Air raid going full air raid on us. How fast will it take them to get that down? Matthew Downing comes over from TCU where he ran the, he's familiar with Cumbie and his offense from, from those days. Um, then you have North Texas, Seth Luttrell, Mike Leach's boy. They, they return. Uh, what Austin Une at quarterback. They also brought in what JD Head the, from Louisiana Tech. They also brought in Stone uh, Stone Early from uh, from Abilene Christian in the FCS ranks. They got some capable quarterbacks, and they do lose DeAndre Torrey. So I wonder if that what's how's that going to work out. It's interesting. They became more of a running team. Seth Latrell, an old fullback for for Mike Leach at Oklahoma. Kind of kind of zigging where they zag. I have no idea what to expect besides UAB and UTSA contending. I think that's the main storyline. I don't find that much other super compelling. I would like, I mean, can FIU get to a bowl? How will Sonny Cumbie do at La Tech? Uh, Stockstill and, and, and you, uh, actually, I think UTEP. Can UTEP and Charlotte can continue to head in the right direction? Um, what else do we got before we get out of here? We got Maction. Can't forget about the Mac. Shout out to the Tuesday and Wednesday night games that the Mac always supplies us with. They should do it all year, though. They only do it like starting like week eight now. The Mac is interesting. What I, I talked about this before about uh, how certain quarterbacks like Michael Pratt were able to stay despite you. You would think all these schools would have called them. You had quarterback problems. Normally, you go right down to you know, some of the smaller schools. Well, Caleb Ellaby is one of these at Western Michigan. This dude's a stud. This dude is an, if you have not seen Western Michigan play, Caleb Ellaby threw 23 touchdowns, only had six interceptions a year ago. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I mean, they beat Pitt, who won the ACC at Pitt. Pitt's got to come to Kalamazoo this year too. Oh man. Tell me they sweep Narduzzi. That guy's a stud. Uh, he's fun to watch. I think that's the one you circle when with the Mac. Uh, number one is Caleb Ellaby, the most exciting player in the Mac. But also, uh, they brought in a they brought in an Alabama transfer, Stone Holland, back to back him up if Ellaby gets dinged up. Um, and then you have kind of like a changing of a guard for a lot of teams. Eastern Michigan loses Hutchison. He transfers to Chattanooga. Ben Bryant transfers to Cincinnati. So what do they do? They go out and get Taylor Powell from Troy. They also brought in Cameron McCoy from Cincinnati. Um, but they're they're kind of in, completely inexperienced at the quarterback position. Northern Illinois kind of in the same situation. Rocky Rocky Lombardi, he's gone. Ethan Hampton is back, who backed him up, and then Justin Lynch, who got some burn starting at Temple, wasn't wasn't great burn. Transfers in, kind of inexperienced. 
Buffalo loses Van Trees to Georgia Southern. They go out and get Cole Snyder, a transfer from Rutgers. Struggled at Rutgers. Maybe you can make it work in the Mac. Uh, we hit on this before. Carter Bradley transferred out of Toledo. That's because he had lost his starting job to Daquan Finn. But depth is an issue. Finn played great though as a freshman for the Rockets. Can this be the year Jason Candle does this? Jason Candle turned down the OC job at Miami with Mario Cristobal to stay at Toledo because, you know, they've been knocking on the door, but they just haven't got that Mac championship. Maybe this is the year. Then you got, you know, Mac legend, Nathan Rourke, his uh, he's currently in the, the CFL, I believe for the BC lions, his, his uh, younger brother, Curtis Rourke is at Ohio. Frank Solich retired late in the season last year. He had some heart problems. Can you know, Ohio, cause they had a tough year. That thing, it seemed like that just got, they weren't, they weren't expecting that Tim Albin year one, they struggled. Uh, maybe they can get back on the right side of things. Uh, but Western Michigan with Tim Lester and, and I think is, is and Caleb Ellaby, I think is one of the, the big storylines here. Central Michigan too. Daniel Richardson was just a freshman at quarterback. Now they ra- their defense got raided by the sec and big 12 in the transfer portal, but Jim McElwain, I think is a pretty good coach. I think the, the state of Michigan in the Mac will be the, the fun for me. I love Chris Creighton at Eastern Michigan with LB returning with, with Lester at Western Michigan and then central Michigan being, I like those three schools. I'm going to be watched. I like, okay. Those are the ones I want to seek out to see. And then, uh, you know, Kent state, Dustin crumb. Remember uh, Conan the Barbarian, Dustin Crom is going to the uh, to the NFL. So yes, and and if they're going to crush their enemies, it's going to be Colin Schley at quarterback. Um, they went to the what the MAC championship a year ago. We'll see how they do without Crom. Um, but I think one of the big things to circle here is the fact Joe Moorhead took the Akron job. Cause I was shocked. He took the job. NC Nick was shocked. They took the job. Patty C was shocked. He took the job. Now I don't know who I don't know. Is it going to be DJ irons at quarterback? Is he bringing in some transfers? I don't know. I mean, that's another thing is there's still a lot of quarterbacks out there. Jack Sears being one of them who, that there's some good talent in the transfer portal at quarterback Jonah Johnson. Uh, does Akron go with DJ irons? I don't know, but just the fact Joe Moorhead went to Akron I think we circle that. That is going to be must watch TV every week. I feel like uh, Bowling Green got Matt McDonald. Um, he's back. He's a super senior. They kind of were better last year. I know they were dog shit a, co- a couple of years ago, but I mean, uh, they kind of show signs for him. I don't know. I, th- I they're giving uh, they, they're giving uh, what's the guy's name at Bowling Green? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Leffler. I think it is. Yeah. Scott Leffler, formerly of Virginia tech. They're giving him a, uh, a hard time, or I'm sorry. They're giving him a long time at Bowling green. I don't know if this will be the year we shall see, but I, uh, and then you have Northern Illinois won the Mac a year ago in crazy fashion. We should pull up. It's almost like UTSA all over again. <clears throat> I think they were the luckiest team in the nation. Um, Thomas hammock. They lose Rocky Lombardi, but look at this run last year. I mean, I watched some of these games and it was fucking fun. It was really fun. 
uh, as they pulled out some of these games. I think one of them, the kicker, uh, they were going to lose the Central Michigan, but the kicker, I don't know if I think he whiffed on the ball or something. I don't remember, but it was uh, it was a wacky game. And I feel like every game I turned into to Northern Illinois last year was just wacky as all can be. Let's go through it. They beat Georgia Tech 22 21 when they go for two week one. That that started the season of chaos. They uh, they lose by seven to Wyoming in a crazy game, fifty to forty three. They get housed by Michigan, then they take care of business against Maine, which actually is a deceiving score. That game was closer than what the score represents. But right now, one win by uh, one point. <clears throat> then they beat Eastern Michigan by seven, so two two wins now by a score or less. Then they beat Toledo by two, so three wins now. By a score or less, then they beat Bowling Green by one score. So by eight. So now you have four wins by a score or less, a one-point win against Central Michigan, five wins by a score or less, a one-point win against Ball State, six wins by a score or less, uh, overtime six-point win against Buffalo, seven wins by a score or less. They're the most entertaining team in the football or, or in, in all of college football. Can they return to that? I don't know. I have my doubts. Um, I think the state of Michigan might have something to say about the Mac championship this year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think those are the big storylines though. And then uh, I guess, I guess I gotta, I gotta get us paid one more time and then we'll talk about some independence and get out of here on the, uh, the college football experience there. Um, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by stable duel. All right. Stable duel is, is to me, this is pretty cool. It's like DFS for horse racing. All right. Uh, you can play free and paid, uh, paid games for a real cash prize. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. So make sure you head over to stableduel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes. Uh, I mean, guys, come on now, get the SGPN app. You got to get it. All right. Get access to all of our free picks and podcasts. You got to get it. You got to get it. So uh, look, it's free in the app store and Google play store. You'll, you'll have access to everything. Uh, so grab that thing today and let it ride. We're also brought to you by prop swap America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the prop swap app today. All right. We're almost out of here. Independence. No, I'm not counting BYU and Notre Dame. They're not group of five. Uh, UConn hires what Jim Moore Jr., which I think is a very interesting hire because he goes out and gets four-star Taquan Robinson to transfer in from Penn State right away. Your talent has gone way the fuck up. I'm intrigued. I'm actually super intrigued. This is the year of the independence for me. When you add in BYU and Notre Dame with their situations with BYU pending joining the big 12 and, and Marcus Freeman year one at Notre Dame and the way he's recruiting. Then you add in, like I said, UConn bringing in take Robinson, or I'm sorry, Roberson. Uh, and then you have Liberty. They lose Malik Willis. who will be a top 10 pick. It seems like, and then Charlie Brewer, who's been in college since the Nixon administration, I feel like transfers in Hugh freeze with Charlie Brewer. Sign me up. Army running the triple option. Jeff Munkin is doing a great job there. They lose Christian Anderson, <clears throat> but I hear Tyler seems to be the guy. You know, it's the triple option. You just put an athlete back there. I'm always intrigued. 
UMass gets Don Brown. I'm intrigued on that hire. Last year they started a freshman and Brady Olson. I'm only making that assumption that he's their quarterback this year. And then Jerry killed in New Mexico State. I know Jonah Johnson's in the portal. I got no idea. I guess it's Dina Dino uh, Maldonado that will be starting there. I have no idea. I need to watch Spring Ball for for the Aggies. Sign me up for watching all the independents this year, folks. Make sure you subscribe to the College Football Experience and uh, yeah. All I mean tomorrow, me, Patty, CNC, Nick, going through week two. We got you covered. Talking college football five days a week, year round. All right. Year round. Subscribe, tell a friend. Also, subscribe to the college basketball experience because we do the same. We talk college basketball year round as well. And remember, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. What a great weekend. I won $1,000, finished first place in DraftKings. I gave away the, most of that lineup, 95% of that lineup on air. That could have been you. All right. Uh, so, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast. Get that SGPN app, folks. And uh, what else? What else do I got to tell you? Oh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow. The college football experience is on Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN. All right. <clears throat> this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Do you come from a land down under-